everyone. Welcome to the Smart Buildings podcast. Today we're here with Viral Hardev from Ubiquitous Energy. We're going to talk about uh, solar energy, uh, solar power, uh, smart windows for commercial buildings. Uh, hi, Viral. Hey, thanks for having me today. Uh, really, really excited to be here. And uh, yeah, just uh, uh, excited to talk about uh, what we're doing. Yeah, so are we. Uh, smart windows has been an area of uh, great interest on our site. We're a fairly new uh, website, but uh, anything we post on smart uh, windows gets, uh, gets a lot of views and a lot of attention. And uh, we've covered a couple of competitors. Uh, View uh, is one company. Uh, Halio is another. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Ubiquitous uh, Energy, uh, the company background, uh, and uh, we'll go forward from there? Sure, sounds good. Um, and, and I definitely want to address uh, you and Haley and the other, you know, quote unquote, smart window technologies. We don't really see those as competitors. Um, um, so I'll tease you with that. But uh, okay. I'll start with the, the background on Ubiquitous Energy. Yeah, so Ubiquitous Energy uh, started out, um, essentially spun out of uh, MIT about 10 years ago. Um, and really, the, the founder's concept was really to, you know, they were researching ways to make, uh, you know, solar, right? Uh, how to make solar either more efficient, how to make it lightweight, you know, you know, all with a mindset of if you could do those things, you could deploy solar technology more broadly, right? Um, and so that was kind of the, the underlying goal or vision. And while they were doing that, they kind of came across this concept of, well, what if you make solar technology transparent? And if you actually make it transparent so that you can't really see it or it's nice to look at, now you can start to apply solar technology to all these different you know, surface areas and um, places that you can't apply the traditional you know, solar technologies because of their darkness and their opaque, right? And so, and so obviously, you know, one thing that comes straight to mind is, is windows, right? So what if you could have windows and essentially just turn them into solar panels without affecting the way that they visually look? And, and really, that's, that's really what's behind the company and, and what we're uh, gearing up to commercialize here in a couple of years. Um, and so that for us is essentially the technology, right? It's a, it's a solar technology that you can embed into a window to transform the window into a solar panel. So it still looks like a traditional window, like the windows behind me that you know, we've installed and I can talk to uh, a little bit later. Um, they look like just like traditional windows, but they're actually solar panels as well. And so that that there is how it you know slightly differs right from the other you know quote unquote smart window technologies which are more around you know the companies you mentioned like view and halia which are more around electrochromic technology and tinting yeah. um and so so yeah we're not really competitive we could actually work together with those other technologies to actually provide a, a pretty a, a pretty cool um what i call a super window right yeah. um, a window that is renewable looks like a traditional window and is able to tint so, so as it stands right now, the, the ubiquitous product is 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 not a tinting uh, type of uh, auto darkening window. It's just a, a a solar. Okay, well, right. um, and obviously that's a big difference because, like, we're talking about View and Halio. I mean, they're not doing solar power, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the where the complementary of ofness it comes in right is those technologies need power to provide the you know to control and do the tinting. We provide the power. So, you know, we could, we could, we could potentially marry the two. A super window. So, um, well, I mean, I, you know, I'm not trying to get you to uh, spill any beans, but is that something that we can uh, look for down the road? Some, some partnerships uh, between ubiquitous and like that uh, other vendors? 
For sure. I mean, if you kind of take a look at us or read up about us, I mean, that's kind of been our general, you know, company philosophy is really, um, you know, we're a kind of technologist at heart. We're not yep. really window experts or building experts. And so our mantra has been really, you know, we don't need to do everything. We don't need to recreate the wheel, uh, so to speak, right? So where we can work with existing partners or vendors or the industry, we're going to do so, right? And so, you know, we have already announced a number of partnerships. We'll be announcing a, a few others, probably a handful more um, in the next coming year, a couple of them that we're really, really excited about that's really going to, we believe, you know, really help transform our company really to get this technology out to the market. Absolutely. Um, I have a list of uh, questions here. Uh, some of the questions uh, are centered on uh, installation and deployment. I mean, if, you, if you're a building owner or a, a developer and you want to get, you know, the ubiquitous, you know, solar energy windows, uh, you know, how, how do you get those? And is it a contractor installing them or would your company come out and consult and work with uh, the installers? Yeah, really. Yeah, really good question. I mean, on the commercial side, uh, yes. Um, so our plan is to really be providing the insulated glass units, right? So, so these are kind of the the window units that essentially get produced, and then they get essentially sold or um, you know uh, sent to the the downstream supply chain who to somebody who's like an installer or a glazer, and then those are the companies that actually install the windows onto the building, and so. You know, our, uh, going back to kind of our, our company philosophy a little bit again, you know, our mantra really is to not disrupt the supply chain, right? Um, you know, we're not going to be ubiquitous energy, the end all be all, you know, technology company, window company, glazing company, you know, to all the way to the installation. Again, we're going to work with partners. And so, you know, we've already started forming some partnerships um, in, in that space um, and we'll continue to do so. And so, you know, we like to stay as closer to the technology as we can. But we realize that as this is a new technology, a new product, you know, we do have to have some touch points along the supply downstream supply chain all the way to the end customer. And so, you know, starting out, we'd like, we'd like the product to roll out or be distributed kind of how you get traditional windows for traditional commercial buildings. And so that's, that's really, really our plan. And so, you know, specifically to your question, yes, you know, we'll work with contractors, we'll work with glazers to get windows installed. And then, um, you know, we'll also work with the, the appropriate, you know, contractors on the building energy management side, right? Because one of the nice things about our windows is now we have all this great, you know, renewable energy we're creating. And now it's like, it, it, it's kind of a fun thing to, to, to kind of work with the customer on, you know, whether it's building or developer to then understand, you know, well, you know, they're going to probably be able to generate this amount of energy now just from the window surface, right? Um, from the facade, essentially, you know, what do they want to do with that energy? You know, do they want to offset the building's consumption to some degree? Do they want to directly drive, you know, other, you know, appliances like lighting or HVAC systems or things like that directly? Or do they want to, to some degree, you know, store it, uh, energy storage somewhere, you know, on site or maybe a little bit remote off site and then potentially tie it back into the grid and, and net meter and sell it back like you would with traditional solar technology. Interesting stuff. Now, what does it look like at the uh, level of uh, interfacing with the uh, building management system? I mean, do, does the building owner, is there some kind of software or something that uh, is, is involved in uh, managing the uh, 
or measuring the uh, the amount of uh, energy being uh, collected by the windows. And I mean, is, is there a way to get a view of that if, if you're somebody who has these in their building? Yeah, yeah, great question. And, and to be quite honest, this is an area we're actively working on. Um, so, so we don't have like a fully functioning, you know, uh, designed system ready to go today. But, um, you know, we have installed our windows at a number of, uh, you know, sites kind of across the country and around the world. And kind of what we've done there is um, actually create um, kind of these, op- uh, which you can find on like, um, I think it's really Google, Google Assistant, like open source platform kind of applications where we kind of tie in, you know, wirelessly communicating to show, okay, this is what, how much solar energy uh, is incident, you know, on the window surface, you know, this is what the temperature is, this is how much energy is being generated at any given time. So there, there is going to be this ability to kind of capture and monitor all this data. And yes, you know, our goal, again, is to work seamless, hopefully seamlessly with the different building energy management systems to kind of tie to kind of tie in. And so, you know, it's probably not going to be a one size fit all type of category, you know, process or system. But, you know, the goal is really to provide a platform that then can be kind of hopefully more broadly um, adopted to other systems. Understood. So the uh, the energy that the uh, the windows are uh, collecting, um, that's going right back into the uh, you know, is that coming right off the bottom line for the cost of the utilities of, of that building? And is there a way that building owners, is there a figure that you cite to people? I mean, is it like, can they, you know, is it like 20%, uh, you know, energy savings or how, how is that reckoned with? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, really good question. And, and, and I always hate to give this answer, but, but the, real, the, the real answer is it depends, right? It varies, it varies tremendously, right? It, it, if you know, with like solar energy, it really de- depends on, you know, location, geography, longitude, latitude, you know, whether it's uh, a building and you have the facade, it's facing the north or it's facing the east, west or south. So it depends. But in general, you know, we've done quite a bit of modeling simulation work, both internally and externally with partners, um, including um, the group at uh, one of our partners at the Lawrence Berkeley Lab um, here, here very close to us in the Bay Area. They're kind of really world renowned for their building envelope kind of technology and assessment and analysis and, you know, frankly, research and development. Mm -hmm. And some of the studies that they've done with us, you know, we've shown that by using our technology, um, you know, windows with our technology, depending on the building size, we could offset anywhere between 10 to 30 to even 40, 50% of a building's total energy consumption. So it can be pretty significant. And even in the worst cases, even if you get 10 or 20%, you know, offsets, oftentimes that's a pretty compelling, uh, you know, value proposition energy-wise for the developers and the building owners. Yeah, that would be big. Now, I just have to pull back for one minute and ask you about uh, nomenclature. Um, Is is the name of this, are we talking about electrochromic technology? Is that the term that is used to describe... What's the difference between photovoltaic and electrochromic when we're talking oh, yeah, about yeah, solar yeah. technology? Yeah, really good, really good question to, to backtrack. Yeah, so electro, I'll start with electrochromic. So that's what companies like View, Glass, and Halio are doing. And essentially, what they have is they have um, they, they they've developed uh, this glass coating, which essentially, if you apply electric current to it, you can actually cause the glass to go darker or tint. And so it needs power and you can control this, right? So you can p- apply more current, make it go darker, or you can remove the current and make it go back to somewhat transparent or somewhat clear, right? And so, so that technology is called electrochromic. 
and our technology photovoltaic is is synonymous with solar technology right so that technology you know like traditional you receive sunlight energy from the sun and you convert some amount of that energy into useful a power or electricity and so ours is definitely a photovoltaic technology works exactly the physics the principles it works exactly the same way as your traditional solar technologies like whether they're silicon panels or other materials where you know it receives sunlight converts amount of that sunlight into useful electricity the novelty about our technology is that it's transparent and how it can be transparent is if you kind of step back and take a look at the solar spectrum you know all the light energy that's coming from sunlight it's roughly three categories. There's ultraviolet light energy, which we cannot see, which you know we kind of know as being harmful, high energy while we apply sunscreen and those kind of things from our doors. Then there's visible light energy, kind of what we see as color, you know, the the, the Roy Biv, the, you know, red to red to indigo, uh, violet kind of color, you know, that space, what we see with our human eye. And the third category is really the infrared and near infrared, right? And and that and that energy, the infrared, is really what's commonly also known as solar heat. And so there's a lot of energy potential um, in the infrared part of the spectrum. And it's also non-visible, right? With the human eye, we can't pick up infrared and ultraviolet light. And so what our founders kind of um, developed as a concept and what we've been working to commercialize is really a transparent solar technology, which transmits all of that visible you know, color that we see with our, with our human eye, but we're absorbing all of the ultraviolet and infrared light energy and still converting that into useful electricity. So we can still make a solar device that's fully functioning and looks transparent at the same time. So obviously therein there is a little bit of a trade-off, right? Because we're not capturing that visible light energy. We're never really gonna be as good from an efficiency metric as your traditional solar technologies like silicon panels or things like that. But we can get pretty close and we think it's a trade-off that's well worth making because now you can apply this to things like, you know, obviously buildings, windows for homes, windows for commercial buildings, skyscrapers, but there's tons of other applications, you know, that, we're, that we've either already explored or will be, you know, uh, developing towards, you know, including automotive, uh, things like greenhouses, agriculture, um, consumer electronic devices, right? Tablets, iPhones, portable devices. And so yeah. it's pretty, it's a pretty exciting technology. We think, again, can be broadly deployed. But our focus really today is really going to be in the commercial mar- commercial and residential window market because we yep. think it's such a big, big opportunity. Yeah. I'm getting to the end of my questions, but uh, as a building owner, um, is, is the maintenance of this kind of product different from any other kind of uh, window glass? And also, like, what's the life cycle of the product? Does the photovoltaic property of the glass, like, degrade at all over, like, a decade? I mean, is there a replacement thing or does it last forever? Yeah, yeah, really great question. So, um, you know, as we're as we've been developing this technology, we're kind of bridging the gap, or, or not bridging. We're kind of bringing two different technology or kind of products together, right? We're bringing the traditional solar technology uh, products and like traditional window uh, products together, right? And so, what we've been doing from a lifetime and reliability standpoint is really um, testing to the hardest uh, protocols for each of those products individually, right? So we're testing towards all of the standards and protocols that you need to get a certified traditional solar product. And we're also testing to the harshest requirements that are needed to get um, a new glazing or new window product, right? And both of those on their own, right, are pretty harsh, as you can imagine, you know, solar panels need to last 20, 30 years. And same as for windows for buildings, right? I mean, you don't wanna be replacing your windows every five or even 10 years. Oftentimes, um, you know, what partners have told us in the industry is, 
oftentimes our windows last longer than the building itself, you know? And so, <laughs> so these are pretty long lifetimes that we need to achieve. And we're following the protocols and the test standards for each of those. And we're making progress, right? We, we hope to have product certification within the next year or so that gives us confidence to be able to provide the same level of warranty that's provided either as traditional solar products today or traditional windows today. And so if you look, if you peel that back a little bit, you know, traditional windows today for the most part are offered at a 10 year warranty, even though the manufacturers know their windows will last 20 or 30 years, you know, we're going to follow the kind of the same offering, right? We're, we want to have the same warranty offering, but we do expect that the windows will last a much longer time. And, you know, one final point on that is, yes, over time, the solar energy generation capability does degrade, but it degrades at a very, very slow rate. And so, you know, over 20 or 30 years, you might see something on the order of a five, per, five to 10%, you know, relative loss from your initial, you know, call it time zero when the windows were installed. But the really important thing about our technology is visually, right, that it doesn't change. And so over that 20 or 30 years, your window will still look like a traditional window. And so it's not going to change visually. And so that's a really important part for windows, you know, in the, in the architectural community as well. Understood. Well, one thing I noticed in the, in the write-up and some of the literature that I read from Ubiquitous Energy is, uh, you know, the, the company is uh, very upfront about stating its ambitions about, you know, wanting to spread this technology and scale it out. And it really is kind of exciting to think about the implications of, you know, if this kind of technology was deployed everywhere in almost every building, I mean, that would be a significant amount of, uh, you know, energy savings and uh, for uh, reducing uh, carbon uh, concerns. So, um, so it's just a very exciting stuff. Any final uh, points, anything we didn't talk about that you'd like to emphasize as we uh, close out here? Yeah, no, um, the, the, the only, the only things is, and, and, and again, you know, appreciate, appreciate the time and for having me on. I really enjoyed uh, the discussion here, but the kind of final points I would leave you with is, um, you know, we're really excited about this technology. Um, we have, we have installed it. Um, you know, the windows behind me are actually installed at our, at our office in California and kind of as a simple use case, what we've done is we've wired all the windows to our lighting that's in the conference room, their LED overhead lighting. And so we have a battery system or energy storage system just to buffer, right? So at nighttime, when we want to turn the lights, we can turn it on because there's no sun, right? We're not directly driving it, but essentially we're providing enough energy from our windows to keep that battery charged. And that battery is the only energy source for those wind, uh, for the lighting. And so essentially our, our windows are providing enough power to power the lights. It's an example of a use case. You know, we talked about the other things about how you could tie this into the building energy management system or, you know, net metered back to the grid. Um, um, you know, we have a lot of partnerships. We expect to uh, break ground on our, on our full, what we call our full scale manufacturing line that'll be capable of making windows as large as five feet by 10 foot um, next year. And we expect those products to be commercially available in about two years um, from today. So pretty excited about that. And the last thing I'll leave you with is, is to your point about, you know, if this were broadly deployed, you know, it could, it could have a pretty significant impact in terms of reducing, you know, overall energy consumption, but also reducing our carbon footprint. You know, some analysis we've done and, and I've done with some consultants has shown that, you know, over the next 20, 30 years, if we're successful um, in, you know, uh, scaling up our technology and getting it to the market, 
and you know just really cracking not even a significant part of the overall global architectural glass market you know we have the ability to offset up to 10% of our carbon emissions as a global society just by changing windows right and so we think it's not the only solution but we think it's one of the solutions that you know we'll need as a society to kind of get to where we want to go absolutely well uh thanks viral for joining us on the uh Smart Buildings Technology Podcast and representing uh, ubiquitous uh, energy, uh, no pun intended, but now that we've broken the ice, I really look forward to uh, continuing to follow uh, this technology and uh, maybe we can follow up uh, with you and uh, get an article or maybe even do another podcast sometime and talk about more use cases. Uh, the use That was great uh, to sort of end on a use case, but I just want to thank you again. Yeah, no, appreciate it. And yeah, definitely, uh, I would be more than happy to follow up at any time. I mean, we're going to be doing a lot more specific use case type installations, uh, you know, in the coming year. And and though those might be kind of interesting to kind of follow up on or, or talk about as well. Um, th- that would be more specific, I think, to, you know, kind of smart building and kind of what, what what's the possibilities, right? We think there's a lot of possibilities. And kind of what I'll leave you with is now when you think about the smart building, think about your facade as being enabled, right? It has power now. So what could you potentially do with that power, right? We think there's a lot of interesting things that you could do, you know, to not only make the building overall more energy efficient, but to make it quote, really smart, right? Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's so many angles to think about that really uh, capture, uh, you know, the technological uh, imagination, um, you know, We've seen a lot of interest in this type of technology from uh, our uh, smart buildings technology audience, and I think uh, with good reason because it's so uh, exciting. So, uh, Viral Hardiv of uh, Ubiquitous Energy, thanks again for joining us on the Smart Buildings Technology Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It it was a lot of fun. Okay, take care. Uh Bye.